Embarking on the journey of business ownership transfer can be complicated and emotional, particularly with family entwined. Join me, Vincent Mastrovito, owner of Prometheus Partners in Finishing Touches, the podcast that genuinely understands your challenges and aims to equip you with invaluable tips for a smooth business succession. By the end of each episode, you'll feel more confident and ready to guide your business into the next phase. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Finishing Touches, a podcast for business owners looking to grow or exit their business. And today we are honored to have a very special guest, Joe C2, who is a seasoned expert in financial planning and wealth management. He's been in the industry for over 25 years, and Joe has been a trusted advisor to business owners and high net worth families, guiding them to get the most life out of their wealth. Joe also hosts his own podcast, The Ripcord Moment, where he shares stories of owners and then their trusted advisors navigating through the process of exiting their business. Some of his passions lie in equipping business owners with the knowledge and resources needed to successfully sell their businesses. And over the past two years, Joe has played a pivotal role in developing a unique offering at Morton Wealth, assisting business owners in making informed decisions as they build their wealth. He is a recognized advisor, top 20 most influential leaders in the greater San Fernando Valley region, and is a recent recipient of the Trailblazer Award, which is fantastic. We're going to explore some of the nuances of preparing a business owner for the next phase of their life outside of the business. So without any further ado, Joe, welcome to Finishing Touches. Great to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me on. Looking forward to our conversation. For our listeners today, Joe and I have known each other for a few years through the Exit Planning Institute. We are on opposite ends of the coast. Joe is in California. Certainly, we're in Michigan, but that doesn't hold anybody back from talking or doing business with each other. Joe has dedicated his profession to really working in the space of exit planning and helping owners really making sure they're financially set and moving into the next phase. So, Joe... Can you share with some of our listeners that go through this podcast and listen to it, what made you passionate about exit planning and working with business owners? The first thing was becoming an owner myself and going through the process, being a second generation owner. We bought, Lon Morton, who was the founder of our firm, had sold to what was Santa Barbara Bank and Trust that ultimately got rolled over into Union Bank. I was an employee when I joined the firm in 2007. So seeing what he went through back right at the time that I joined. But then ultimately, we bought the firm back from Union Bank in late 2013, and early 2014. And at that point, I've been a financial planner at that point for nearly 20 years. And so over the course of the next couple of years, he ultimately passed away buying out his estate, going through the legal documents of signing buy-sell agreements myself, coming up with the financing and going through that process just really opened my eyes. For the average business owner, it is just a lot to deal with. When you're dealing with your business in and of itself, to then be dealing with the legal documents, the financing arrangements, your estate documents, your personal insurance, it's a lot to deal with. And then as I started digging into it, and you and I met through the Exit Planning Institute and seeing these studies that show how poor the succession rates were for transitions, whether to family owners because of a third-party sale, trying to go to market with a business, I was like, gosh, there's just something here. And I felt a tremendous amount of alignment that I could take my craft and my skill set as a financial advisor and really have an impact with owners where I admire business owners because they're the kind of people 
convinced, right? We know who get out there and they said they own their futures. They're the lifeblood of our economy. I really, again, felt this calling to help them out. There was an email that went out today that said there is about $4 billion in transition every single day with businesses getting ready to sell. That's an astronomical number. I think we both have probably read the $10 trillion opportunity about the amount of overall wealth that is going to be transitioning as business owners eventually transition out of their business and how much of that money they need on a regular basis. And so your services are obviously greatly needed. Business owners would certainly be well suited to sit down and chat with you. I'm intrigued by one of your new offerings that you talk to about with some of your clients. So can you just give us a high level of maybe what something like that looked for for a business owner, or maybe even why did you start creating this special offering? Yeah. So part of what I started seeing was when we dug into it was that there was an inherent disalignment, if you will, between traditional wealth management, which charges by assets under management, which are typically liquid assets. And the problem is for most business owners, all of the net worth tied up in the business. And so there was this where our industry cared more about, okay, if I'm only going to charge based on what I'm managing, well, then I'm not giving services to business owners around true financial planning, true estate planning, tax planning, things of that nature. And I was like, time out here. We have got to do a better job as a group of advisors for meeting the owners where they are and providing them the level of expertise and services, whether we're actually managing money or not. And so coming up with essentially a retainer-based or flat fee model to work collaboratively with people like yourself, with the valuation experts, with the estate attorneys, with the transaction attorneys, the investment bankers, all of the advisors that are needed to effectuate a successful transition. So I came up with a strategist offering, which takes a lot of the bones of what they teach us in the Exit Planning Institute around calibrating the current value of the business to what the owner needs on a net after-tax basis, assuming the business wasn't there, to live the next level of their life, not only on a base level needs, but what is also what they want in their life to live their best life. And also then bringing in personal planning elements, because as you and I know, one of the things I think is probably the most overlooked aspect of transition readiness is the emotional and psychological component. Creating that alignment around the business, their personal resources, their financial plan, and what they're going to do with their time and energy to have meaning and value and purpose if they're no longer in the business. And so that's the thrust of the strategist offering. The last piece of it is, is then... I've been blessed to have a very strong network that I've created over the last 20 years, and it's leveraging my team of advisors externally to bring them in as part of the process, because exit planning and transition readiness is a team sport. What do you see, Joe, when you're out talking to a business owner, what do you see as some of the challenges that they're facing from a financial perspective when you're trying to do their planning and maybe some of the areas that they've just hit a blind spot on? One of the common things is that they're running personal expenses through the business. So it's taking the time to really get clarity around what that looks like, what is really going to be theirs once the business is theoretically no longer. So many owners are so dependent upon, they've created a really good lifestyle business. And so the cash flow from the business is supporting a very nice lifestyle. And so the idea of how do we replace that is front and center for so many owners. And so that naturally causes a codependent relationship. 
and so starting to think through how do we replace the income at what level the valuation needs to be. Oftentimes there's improvements that need to be done, which then feed into some of the work that you're doing and other coaches are doing and other consultants. I think sometimes there's a natural distrust of the public markets, particularly the stock market, let's say. And also interest rates were zero for such a long period of time that bonds weren't getting the job done. Now, and Morton, one of the things we do is we invest a lot in other types of investment, real estate, first trust deeds, asset backed loans that typically generate higher levels of income. But when you have an owner who has not invested in public markets or they're only used to an actively managed investment, which is their business that they can control, investing in a passive portfolio of investments that's generating cash flow is just a new thing to them. So there is a learning curve that occurs that we have to deal with as well. One of the other big things I think that oftentimes gets overlooked is not thinking through tax planning ahead of time and not thinking through the impact of advanced estate planning for some of the larger clients. So it sounds like you're using a fair amount of what would probably be defined as alternative investments with the clients. Just so people listening to this podcast have some clarity on that. Alternative investments, Joe, are really, in my mind, they would be investments that are not your traditional cash, equity, or fixed income bonds that would be traded on a daily basis. Yeah, correct. I mean, a lot of things, there's, for example, multifamily apartments. That's a classic one where we will invest with a partner, a general partner who is an expert in that field. It's a partnership that may own thousands of apartments throughout the United States. And we actually are receiving rental income on a monthly basis that's being distributed to us. Now, there's a trade-off there because these are assets that cannot be necessarily liquidated tomorrow. That's part of the trade-off. But the idea is that theoretically, what we've seen is that you're able to increase rents when inflation is going up. Historically, it's been a very good hedge. And if you're just building in more non-correlated investments, meaning they all move in the same direction together so that we're building a more resilient portfolio, more consistent cash flow for clients over time. What's the receptivity in that market for comprehensive planning like what you folks do over at More Wealth? Has it been relatively well received? Is it something they're embracing this because they really want to make sure they're moving forward? I think so. I mean, I think especially when an owner gets to a point, they recognize. I'll give you the classic example. I got a call about two weeks ago from an owner. He's in his 60s and was referred to me by a CPA who's in the exit planning world as well. That basically said, look, the owner says, I don't want to be that guy. I'm looking around the industry. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm an older guy. This is a young man's market. And I got to really start thinking about what my next steps are and how I'm going to replace the income of the business. And so somebody's not receptive to it. No amount of me preaching is going to make them receptive. But I think intuitively, at some point, people start to understand, I'm not going to live forever. I want to hang it up. I want to go on to do other things with my life because I've poured so much time here. What's my plan going to be? And so let's map this out and be thoughtful about how we're indiligent about what reality looks like. You had made a comment a couple minutes ago about certainly business owners running a lot of personal expenses through the business. I would imagine when you're trying to get a handle and some clarity on what do you really spend day to day, it's almost like they're absent from what those expenses are with the cell phone and the 
car, the truck, and the other things that the business pays for. Yeah, no, because a lot of times it's on autopilot. They don't necessarily see it. And I have a team of certified financial planners and even including myself where we're digging through on a granular basis, credit card statements, bank statements if we need to, to try and get a view of really around what their life looks like. The output is only as good as the input. Have to take the time to do the work to give them a realistic picture of what their life looks like. But then also we want to be aspirational. A lot of times if there's planning that needs to go on for kids or grandkids related to education, marriages, weddings, a down payment on a house for their kids. We know today things are expensive. Those trips maybe they've been putting off. Let's put those things in as the barometer of success that lets the owner know that I'm living my best life that those are what we're going to measure success by, not that I beat the S&P 500 over the last 12 months. It's about the rate of return you need to accomplish your objectives. Dad, I might keep it up with my buddy at the country club who last year is invested in a bunch of tech stocks, which by the way, they did okay last year, but they got decimated in 2022. That's in our mind, not the way to steward wealth that you have worked 20, 30, 40, 50 years to build through blood, sweat, and tears in your private business. Let's not be so blind and just say, hey, let's throw all our money at Bitcoin and things aren't going to go up. Like there's no tomorrow. And then all of a sudden something comes crashing down. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? There's a tremendous amount of value in what you do. There's a tremendous amount of value in the advice of how you're actually allocating. I commend you and your team because there's not many advisors. I'll be bold and say less than 5% across the country that actually probably look at managing a portfolio the way that you do? How do you approach the owner or high net worth individuals in this way? It's probably more the traditional environment, which if that works for you, that's fine. But to your point, business owners are used to getting a pretty high rate of return on that business. There is a fair amount of skepticism sometimes or just a comfort level is, hey, I know my business. I know what it does. Similar to commercial real estate. I feel very comfortable with that. I've got my own brick and mortar. So by offering some of those additional offerings just in a different sector is a comfort level for them, I would suspect. Look, I can go and touch that real estate. I understand it. Believe it or not, it's easier to really understand. And you dug into the balance sheet of like Apple and while it's a good company and they make good products, how complex is their balance sheet, the international currency risk that has to be dealt with and how it affects their earnings and ultimately their stock price. That's a very complex valuation. The idea, again, we tend to favor investments that are resilient, that generate consistent cash flow, and that we really understand. And that really provide downside risk management at the end of the day, because for most of our clients, it's about hitting a lot of singles and doubles and playing really good defense in ugly environments. And that's actually what we found compounds wealth over time and provides peace of mind for clients. Absolutely. Joe, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate you sharing some of your experiences and how you guys view. This is an ongoing topic, certainly with business owners, not only exiting, but financially, what are they going to do with this bucket of money? What have they saved? And really, what do they need from a value from their business? which I think is what you had said early in our conversation is it's not the gross amount, it's how much you net because that's what you're going to get to spend anyway. Appreciate you having me on. This was great. I really appreciate our time together. Yeah, thanks. So thanks again for joining us here on this episode of Finishing Touches. We're definitely here to guide you through the nuances of preparing your business 
for a successful exit. If you find value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your fellow business owners who might be navigating the same path. And let's unlock the potential of your business together. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we hope to talk to you soon at our next event. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's a wrap on today's episode of Finishing Touches. For more information and guidance, head over to PrometheusPartners.com. Your feedback means the world to us, so please take a moment and leave a review of the podcast. You can stay in the loop or ask me a question by connecting with me on LinkedIn or visit our website and start a conversation with me. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode and have a great week. Thank you so much.